Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Uh, my throat's a, a little sore right now because last night we just saw uh, Bon Jovi in Milwaukee and uh, uh, last night we did VIP, um, the Better Rosés experience and uh, we were both front row. So I wanted uh, to bring Becca on today who's from uh, Madison, Wisconsin and we both uh, um, we're in the VIP together and uh, we were both front row, so I thought she was the perfect person to uh, have come on today. So we're going to talk about that today. How are you doing, Becca? I'm doing great, Jerry. How are you? Good. Is your throat still a, a sore? Oh, it's sore and I, today we, was a long day. <laughs> we, we sang our hearts out loud. Last night was a blast. Best, best show of the tour so far, that's for sure. Best show so far, yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, so how, before we get into it, what, what made you become a Bon Jovi fan? Um, well, I was a child of the eighties and, um, I just fell in love with the band from, from, you know, Runaway on, um, my brothers were, my older brother was into hair bands. And so I just, it just came part of my life. And then, you know, well, John is John and <laughs> I have been a faithful listener ever since. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's dig into uh, the VIP. So obviously, we we've hung out before at different. Uh, I think the runaway trip we uh, we first met last year. Yeah, I think, I think we met in Miami, though we were both on the boat uh, mm -hmm. in 2019. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the runaway uh, trip back in June as well. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and now this. So you know, it was it was fun to hang out with you and a, a ton of other friends and stuff, and we all just had a. A blast. So, we'll start off with the the VIP. So we had to meet at the doors. So you know, I know you and I, we both talked about last night. You know, we do VIPs every tour, and uh, I always felt like the VIP started like around five because they also included the backstage tour with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the VIP uh, the VIP package. Which obviously, with COVID, they can't do that. Rightfully so. You know, so yeah. I respect that. So we were we. You know, I remember we got one email saying six, then turned to six fifteen, then it turned to six thirty. But I think they're pretty on on the dot. And you know, obviously the the usual what we do is you go in and uh, get our stuff. And uh, but I remember we went up, and then you know they had this nice big. There's what maybe two hundred people there. You think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the tour the VIP for the for the actual pre-show part. I think that was only through like row. Four, yeah maybe? so which brings me to the point of you know, just in case people are wondering what so there's four different i think what three four different packages that included this no two i think um the the front row where you got um the front row experience and then the the party and everything and then everything and then you also got a signed chair and that was only for the front row people who purchased the vip rows two and three got the party and stuff they just didn't get the signed chair you still got a good seat and uh and so forth so obviously we both got front row i was front row center and then you were you what? stole my seat i didn't steal your <laughs> i bought that i got i bought that seat but you were what two from my right which is still a good view right you know right, you, you yeah. were on uh john's left um and so yeah, so the, you know we went up into this giant room, and uh, what I really liked about uh, this VIP versus the last few ones was that they actually had a dedicated merch stand in the VIP room. Like you know, sometimes you'd have to go out and 
try to find a merch stand and get access. You know, but they actually had it right in the room this time too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of cool merch. You know, they had uh, some uh, T-shirts. I talked to some, talked about this in my last podcast. You know, they had some merch. They had like this hoodie, which I love. The, yeah, uh, the- I got that one. I got that one when I was in St. Paul the other night. I got the tote bag. The signed poster, which I just still have rolled up here, and uh, which was pretty cool. Um, but over, what was your you know overall reaction with the the VIP? Um, well, you, I, I think I told you I saw. I actually went VIP in St. Paul on Sunday as well. Yeah. And it was two totally different experiences. Actually, I mean, it's this. It was the same like fan benefits but I thought the Milwaukee one was actually the the room was bigger it was laid out better um it seemed more organized the food was better um and the bar service was great so yeah um yeah yeah I thought the food I really didn't really dive too much into the food I I I think I got I'm a big pancake guy so I got some pancakes those were pretty good waffles yeah it it was nice that they were handing out um uh, glasses of rosé of the mm-hmm. so that was nice and uh you know there, there, obviously there was like a big group of us that we all hung out and just talked about Bon Jovi for an hour uh they had a photo booth so if you wanted to go get a professional photo taken you could stand in front of the this giant uh poster and you stand in front of them to take a professional photo so that was cool um that's pretty much well I think we got a big one to talk about uh the guitar contest. The guitar contest. Yeah. So, for pe- people that don't know, um, there was a uh, giveaway. So, in previous tours, they kind of did more giveaways. I, I I always remember, like, it was always a raffle ticket to win the guitar. And they used to do right. the, the mini guitar. But now they do these fun, which is fine. Either one's cool. And... Uh, but this one, you know, like last tour, I remember like they would hand out like little little tokens, like signed set lists, or uh, I remember like the one I went to, they gave John's um, dressing room sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the little- first one I went to, the first VIP I went to, they actually gave a key from a keyboard that David had broke from banging on so hard. Really? That was in 2013. That was I remember. In 2013, I I won a signed uh, "Because We Can" CD in uh-huh. State College, I think, and uh, you, you had to answer quite kind of similar to what we did last night. You had to answer the question was which album was "Edge of a Broken Heart" supposed to be on, and the room was there was 500 people. Nobody knew the answer but me, I, and that that that's kind of common knowledge now, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there but so anyway so last night the only giveaway that they they gave guitar picks away which is kind of cool uh but mm-hmm. you know the actual prize was a signed uh fender guitar uh signed by john and uh, so what they had us do and I, I just put it away but they gave us uh you were on my team i was uh, on your team as well as carol and a few a few other people so i think there was like seven of us on a group Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew all we all we, we knew all the answers, and so that was pretty easy. And then uh, you guys had selected me to be the team captain, whatever that means. And uh, because you know everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which to to my and not to pat myself on the back here, but no. my knowledge of this band you saw it firsthand last night. It's impressive. Pretty, it is pretty impressive. Good. 
And so we got all the questions right on the sheet. And so after that, we handed in our forms and they picked out. What was our team name? Damned, the the damned group. We, we kind of, <laughs> we were like throwing like 30 different ideas around and we just went with that. So, but then, so we got selected to go, one of uh, the team captain of each team that kind of passed most of the questions got to go up. And there was 20 questions on that sheet. I got them all right. So I went up. And there was, what, 10 other people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, eight or 10, I think. Yeah, and these weren't easy questions. Some of them were pretty easy for the general fan, but some of them were actually pretty tight. Like, you had to be pretty hardcore to really know this stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, some of the questions. Like, one was, like, this one was pretty easy. Like, where was wanted that are live written? Um, just a what bunch of different. One, what was the one we got tripped up on? The one that, on the sheet, we got tripped up. We got it right was uh who died when john wrote last man standing and i forget what i put for the for the answer jim morrison and johnny cash but we got it right that was that was the only one that i couldn't i was going 50 50 on and uh but anyway so the question that i forget all the questions they, they were easy for for me they were like, i knew right on the spot and so they asked like six seven questions and there's 10 of us lined up and if you got it right you stepped forward and uh, it was, and, and so I, I kept going through and winning every question. And then finally got down to the last one. And I remember the last question. This is the big ticket one. And, uh, and we also didn't know about who's, we didn't know the signed guitar. I, I at least did. I didn't know the signed guitar was going to be the grand prize, you know. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. And so they were giving out, you know, guitar picks to people who won some questions, but eventually lost. So that was cool, you know. So people got JBJ picks um and the, but the last question but and the the other person that was with me the final two me and this woman she she knew her stuff too so i was so i had some competition and uh i was like you know wh what if this goes on for another hour like what if we know as question every answer but the question was which music video did governor arnold schwarzenegger appear in that was easy and uh, it's the interesting it isn't so and uh, the, I think she said, who says you can't go home? So, so long story short, I won the guitar. And uh, so that was exciting because I've never, I've done a ton of VIPs and stuff and I've never won a guitar. So that was pretty cool, but it was fun. You know, it was just testing your knowledge and stuff. And, you know, you, you have to be pretty hardcore to know a lot of these, uh, these answers. Um, mm -hmm. But otherwise, you have anything else to say about the VIP? Experience? No, it was just, and that took us like almost right up until showtime. Yeah. Which, you know, actually brings me up to a, a, a good point. I remember you, me, and a, a few others, we were actually, at the, I, I lost track of time, and I don't think anybody said anything. Um, maybe I just maybe have missed it. But we, I looked at my watch, and the Omaha and St. Paul, I think the show started at 8.15, right? It started about 8.20 in St. Paul, yeah. So I noticed that it's almost 8.15 and we're still in the VIP room. Like, and like I said, maybe I missed it, but I don't remember anybody telling us that it was shows was about to begin. So I remember we were at the bar and I said, I'm going to, and I ran down, got to my seat. And uh, I think two minutes later, the show started. So, I mean, that was. It was pretty quick. I know I was able to get a couple pictures of me like posed against yeah. the front row fence. Um, yeah. So I think I think maybe we had like five to five to ten minutes down there before the show started. Yeah. My one. 
because a couple people texted me from you know a couple different sections saying oh we see you you're wondering where you were at <laughs> and i remember getting down there too and i'm like worried that the show is about to start because it was the the, the actual show times were unpredictable because 8 20 8 25 so you don't know and people were getting and the people that got the seats mixed up i know everybody so there was like no harm no foul no big deal but there was confusion on where everyone's seats were so all of our seats are our assigned chairs we all got a signed chair for being front row and center i was center stage right in front of john and you were what through two three i was side? in seat five so i was three down from you there was, yeah, okay. there was one couple no, there were like three people in between us, I think. Yeah. I, I think you were three down from me because I remember like we high, we high fived at some point. So yeah, we high fived during, uh, during, yeah. during, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, no, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, and so that, so we had to figure out the whole chair solution. Like, hey, I think people just wanted to be front row or center, but. Mm -hmm. it was, figured it out no big deal and I remember you know talking to a bunch of friends and all of a sudden the lights went out and so um so what we'll do we'll just go through the the set lesson you know, before we go in you know I know we talked about this after the show last night you mean a bunch of others so far in this tour this is definitely the best set list and I'm not exaggerating I ain't lying here this was my 57th Bon Jovi show and I could say this is probably probably my top five best concerts I've ever seen this one was this one was awesome this was one was awesome um, the um the this house is not for sale tour uh where Stephanie came on stage with him that that's for, one of my favorites the, yeah with that for I got the girl and then also the circle tour at uh Soldier Field was probably one of the best shows um that I've ever been to um, I think he played for like three hours that night. It was just yeah. phenomenal. So, you know, we're only three shows into the 15, but I would say this is the best set list. And, and Omaha and St. Paul were great too, but this had a great set. You know, it's, it's finally, you know, I was nervous it was going to be the kind of the same show as the last two nights. But, I mean, we got, you know, we'll, we'll go through the set list, but we got what was the, the new ones were. We got, I'll be there for you. One. I'll be there for you. We got was the first time. Uh, lower the flag, which replaced American Reckoning, mm -hmm. and, and uh, roller coaster. Roller, roller coaster replaced um, uh, do what you can, and then in these arms replaced um, loves the only loves rule. Loves the only rule. Yeah. So let's go into the show. So the opening uh, was the same, you know. So the, what I liked about this is that they're using the I I like the 2013 intro, the music. Same mm -hmm. thing. I also like the the circle tour, you know, the boom, 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 and the band's walking in a circle. But they use the 2013, the da da da, you know. But but the the visual effects were different, you know. And so mm -hmm. like like different like stars and hearts and like all all this all this cool stuff. And then you know like I'm like because you you and I both know where everyone is going to come up, you know. So like I'm waiting for David to pop up, and then all of a sudden, halfway through the the um, show opener you see david's big uh, curly hair come up and then you see tico and you know bands come up with their guitars and all that and then uh i was kind of hoping they'd open up something different this night tonight because it was um the third show but it was limitless which is fine you know if it was up to me i would switch beautiful drug with limitless you know i think beautiful drug would be a good opener i don't 
I would disagree with you there because I don't think beautiful drug is as well known by like, you know, you have diehards like us who come to see a show and then yeah. you have the casual slippery, you know, the people reliving yeah. the nostalgia. And so that wouldn't get everybody fired up. Whereas Limitless being the first like real single off of 2020, I mean, I, I, Unbroken I, was actually the first, but yeah. you know, it's, um, you know, I, I've had this discussion with so many different friends and I love both. I, I think both songs are amazing. I, I love them. Limitless is great. I think the chorus needs some oomph, which is probably why I don't think it's the best opener. Beautiful Drug just has that in your face, you know, those guitar hooks in the beginning. The uh, From start to finish, it's right in your face. Limitless kind of goes back and forth, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I but, like do what you can. I mean, that that's, see, that's a... You, you know, and I, I've said this too, I think Do What You Can would have been uh, a great uh, show opener. You know, and we're only three shows, so maybe it will be. But, you know, to me, when, when I listen to Do What You Can now, uh, you know, I feel like it's more of a triumphant song because, you know, we we, we kind of got through the pandemic. You know, we're kind of yeah. through the end of it now. And so, you know, now that we're seeing live shows again, I feel like it's more of a triumphant song that, you know, we, we got through it together and and uh and so forth so i think that'd be a good opener wouldn't you love to see him do a secret verse kind of like garth does garth brooks does on when the when thunder rolls you know where it's like kind of like a more triumphant verse like talking about getting through the pandemic i think that would be awesome yeah because i know in omaha and st paul when the the bridge when you know until we find the vaccination was that now we got the vaccination or something like that Mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. cool um yeah but i I don't have too much to say about limitless how about you no i mean having seen it the other night it was it's it's a solid show opener it's got a great beat you know it's 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 got a good guitar riff i think it's a solid solid opener you know just getting the band into it now my favorite part of this song and i wish they would have put it on the single the solo that phil does is phenomenal i love it and they they end the song with it and it's like Mm -hmm. wow I love yeah. that. He is, he's phenomenal. And I, I know you and I kind of talked a little bit yeah. pre-show about the whole, well, we won't get into that because we yeah. don't want to. <laughs> yeah. but, but Phil is just 100% phenomenal. You can just see the excitement in his face. The, 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 the entire band, they were just so happy to be there. David, Phil, John, and Everett, and all the other guys. Shanks and Hugh, I, I love those guys, but they always have like a straight face. You know, yeah. like. yeah. Every time I go through my concert photos, I, I'm lucky if I get one with them cracking a smile, you know. Or, I've gotten a couple over the years of Shakes, yeah. but never of Hugh. And actually, I, I think I honestly have stopped taking pictures of Hugh because they all look the same. Yeah, I, I love Hugh, but he's just kind of like there, you know, the glasses and just playing and straight face. But yeah, but, um, yeah, but they, they were all happy to be there. And it was, um, so let's go to the next one. And I'm glad to, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen this one live since 2011. And you and I both know how rare this song is. Radio saved my life tonight. I saw the, he did radio on Lost Highway in Milwaukee and um, in uh, Green, when he played Green Bay in 2016, he now, did radio. Now, let me pause on radio for a second because I want to ask you something. You brought up a good point. This was my one of the things I love about seeing Bon Jovi in different cities on each tour is seeing new 
cities. Mm-hmm. And Milwaukee was actually the first time that I've seen Bon Jovi there. I almost did the Summerfest when uh, Phil was, it was Phil's first show with the, uh, mm-hmm. the I ended up not being able to go. So compared to this show, since you've done the other Milwaukee shows, compared to this show, would you say this one was the best one you've seen them do in Milwaukee or? Um, that one's kind of hard because he had a lot of energy on this house. The, the, so the This House Is Not For Sale tour when they played Milwaukee, that was actually the last concert ever at the Bradley Center. They were, they were starting demolition the very next day. So he was like ready to play like all night. And uh, again, I was in the front row with just like a ton of great fans. And it, it, his energy was just, um, yeah, he just brings, he loves Milwaukee. He, he, he truly, truly loves Milwaukee. And you could tell um, last night how much he loved Milwaukee. And I mean, like I was at the the Miller birthday one at um, Miller Field, and I mean, he just he just has a love of the town. I don't know whether it's just he identifies with the blue collar aspect of the town, but you know, he does just phenomenal shows there. So I've never I've never seen a bad show there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, so so back into radio then. Um, I, I I was I was really happy to see it, you know, because I knew. Eventually, the set list was going to get changed up and stuff. So I was like worried, like you know, because this is my first show of the tour. I got two or three more, but um, I was nervous that radio wasn't going to get played tonight. Um, and but I was I was glad that it did. And uh, I recorded the entire thing. One and one thing I want to add too is I promised myself during the pandemic that the next full band Bon Jovi show, show I saw, I was not going to take too many photos or videos. So ideally. I take about 500 photos. I only took about 200 last, but but it was so like you can take a video on uh, on your iPhone and you can take photos at the same time. So that's when I took photos mainly. And there was only I only recorded as far as videos go. I only recorded radio, uh, the outro to Born to Follow, uh, Just Older. Uh, I definitely recorded I'll Be There for You, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded part of Lower the Flag, and I recorded all of Roller Coaster, and then In These Arms, and part of Bad Medicine. So, but anyway, so, you know, I, I tried to not take, especially when you're front row, you don't want to be on your phone the entire time recording. You, you kind of want to just live in the moment and enjoy, because it's it's very, you and I both know how, like, it's very hard to get front row so easily. I, I and- was Easily. Exactly. And the band, I act, they don't want people on their phones either. They want, they want you up. I mean, just, he always says it at the beginning of bad name, you know, this is not, you know, you're not in front of your computer screen. He wants yeah. you interacting. Yeah. And I mean, when, when we're there and we're jumping up and down and we're, you know, putting our fists in the air, I mean, we're making eye contact with the band. I yeah. mean, I made eye contact with David and Phil several times last night, you know, just, you know, they were just like hyped that we were so, yeah. you know, and, and that's what made such, they were back. And that's what made it such a good show too, is the, the, uh, the audience reaction to some of these songs, like even like the deep stuff, like when they did roller coaster, and I'll, I'll be there for you. It's not a deep song, but it's still, you know, a, a fan favorite, you know, everyone was so into it. I remember like the, the, let me save it for I'll be there for you. But mm-hmm. uh, 
but yeah, so um, I was glad radio was played. Um, it's probably one of my my top five, like you know, lesser known yeah. tracks. Yeah, that that, that one is a solid for me. Yeah, it, it's so nice that it's it's kind of becoming a consistent. I like to call it staple in the settlers union because on the Have a Nice Day tour, it got played a few times. Lost Highway it got played a, a few times. Circle tour got played a few times. I think got played once or twice on the What About Now tour. Never yeah, on this, What About Now he played it in Green Bay. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that was in Green and Bay. This house, I don't think he played it at all. Maybe one yeah. time in European, but um, so you know, it, it, it was never a consistency. Like it was random once in once in a blue moon. So. Um, anything you want to say about radio before we go to the next one? Just that it's uh, it. If you get the chance to see it in concert, yeah. it's so he sounds so awesome, and it's like you can tell he truly loves playing that song. It's yeah. like that's the that that when I when I see that song and I see him playing that song, you can tell that gleam in his eye is just like I should have released that song as a single. Yeah. You know, you could you there was some sort of difference where that song didn't get on an album because it's yeah. one of the best songs ever. Yeah. I'll always say I think it belonged on Keep the Faith. You know, I like If I Was Your Mother, but I would have swapped, I would have taken off that If I Was Your Mother and put radio on. And like you said, put it as a single because I think radio would have been a massive hit. Maybe not as big as Better Roses or Keep the Faith, but I think it could have been a huge hit. Can I say something blasphemous, Jerry? Sure. I was glad that Roses wasn't played this tour yet. I, I just, I just think it's overdone. Yeah. See, I, I love seeing Better Roses, but I want to see it done acoustic mm -hmm. during the acoustic set. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into the acoustic set in a second. We'll get into the acoustic set. <laughs> I'll let you introduce the next one. The next song. Okay, side. so everybody knows what the third song is. It's taking it to the sea. It <laughs> is bad name. Yeah. I can still do all the hand gestures. Who <laughs> <Yeah. So, laughs> couldn't? <laughs> but you know, one of the things I will remark now. Now, last night he did a little more, but one of the things I noticed in St. Paul. He wasn't moving around as much. He wasn't dancing around as much, um, you know, so there wasn't there wasn't so much of the choreographed movement, which, you know, sometimes can come off a little bit of hokey. But, you know, bad name is always I mean, everybody wants to hear it. You can't go to a Bon Jovi show without hearing it because your casual fans going to walk away and say he didn't do bad name. And that's why you do the runaway trips, because, yeah. you know, he doesn't have to do that every time. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the songs where I, I only recorded the show opener and then I put my phone away for Limitless and I got it. I recorded a radio, but then you know, Bad Name, I don't need to record it. There's thousands and thousands of performances of Bad Name on there. You know, I don't need a recording of it, you know. So Bad Name for me is just one of those songs where you throw your hands up in the air and just have a fun time and sing along with your friends and your favorite band. And um, one thing that I know that's different on this tour too is, you know, like, and I, I, I I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I, I, you know how, like, you know, when they would do like a transition from the end of one song, like, for example, Prayer into Bad Name. Mm -hmm. you know? I wish they kind of did that with radio because I, I, I was playing it in my head. I think I think it would have worked out kind of nice. But right. Obviously, you know, he comes and gives his first speech of the night and says, you know, like you said, this ain't your computer screen. Get up out of your seats, and then uh, Tigger take me to the sea, and then they. 
playing band name, but you know, so you, you and I, we've seen band name tons and tons and tons <laughs> of times. We know all the words. <laughs> we, 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 we know all the words to all these songs. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, next one is Born to Follow, which I, I love. I, I like the, you know, raising your hands up in the, you know, I, I'll say songs like Born to Follow and Who Says, if you're not, I, I enjoy the songs, but if you're not front row or in the first two rows, doing the whole hand gesture isn't, I don't think it isn't as fun, but when you're front row, or something, it, it, is something, it just makes it more fun to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it, yeah, they're solid, they're solid. They're solid crowd interaction songs, getting people, you know, kind of in the mood, getting getting them energized, keeping that energy level from the opening up. So I think that's why Born to Fall is kind of a staple in the set list, because it's like you said, it's one of those songs that kind of gets the crowd interaction, you know. Yeah, and usually I wouldn't be surprised if later this tour he actually substitutes it with uh, Raise Your Hands. Or Captain Crash. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I love Captain Crash. I'd uh, love to see raise your hands get played again. Uh, I think that he did that at um, this house is not for sale in Milwaukee. But yeah, I was actually yeah. driving back from Milwaukee this morning, and I'm like, dang, I would have loved for him to do raise your hands. You know, yeah. I saw it once last tour. I, I've seen it a bunch of times throughout the tour since Crush tour, but mm-hmm. I think. I think this house trial, I only saw it once, but then again, in 2013, I saw it like 10 times. So, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and because we can would be another good substitute, I think as well for, we weren't born to follow, you know, because we, you know, you're clapping your hands and, uh, you know, I'd like to see that come back and maybe replace born to follow. Watch when they do Charlotte and rally this weekend, I'll be at rally. Watch they'll, they'll swap one of those songs that we talked about. And if they do, we'll text each other. Like they, they did it. They did it. Did we it. predicted the it. The other one, sleep when I'm dead. Oh yeah, that that's always a good one. Ever since I saw them do it, they did it. They opened it up in Montreal. They opened up with "Sleep When I'm Dead." I'd love to see it as an opener. Oh, that it's a good okay. opener. Or he usually does it. Well, I think he did it before he went out into the audience. Sometimes he'll do it because it has enough of that, you know, outro at the end where he it has time for him to change. So, yeah. but yeah, that's that's another solid one. Yeah. I was sad he didn't play. One thing that I do love, because on the last tour and all the other tours since 2009, the Circle Tour, they never did an outro to Born to Follow. Um, mm-hmm. In 2019 in Europe, at a few shows, they started to do like this cool outro that Phil X kind of, Phil and John kind of made up together. And so they're doing this really cool outro. And uh, so last night was the first time I got to see that outro get done. You know, out of the ten times that they've done it, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that was. What do you think of that outro for Born to Fall? I thought it was really good. I, I mean, it just sh- goes to show how Phil's comfort level mm-hmm. with the band is coming. I mean, you know, when he came on in twenty, what was it, twenty thirteen? It was, it was rough. You know, it was. He was just a, he was just a hired gun, and yeah. you know, but now he is. He's truly a. I mean, he still has his side projects and other, you know, oh, yeah. tours with other bands, you know. But I mean, he's solidly in the band now. You yeah. know, it's like I can't. I I watch him almost just as much as I watch John because he just really can just rip on that guitar. Yeah, every solo I I watch him, and you know, we won't get into the whole Richard or Phil thing debacle. But you no. know, like 2011, you know, like I said, Milwaukee was actually going to be my 
first show seeing Phil, but I just couldn't do that uh, show. I couldn't make it. And, uh, you know, I saw Phil a few times on the tour. But, you know, at that time, everyone knew that Richie was coming back. You know, mm-hmm. so they knew that Phil was just going to be there for 10. So people didn't really give Phil a lot of crap then. You know, he just kind of went in, did his thing. And he knew, like, that was probably just a 10-date gig and that's it. And then, you know, obviously 2013, the whole thing, you know, we won't get into it. But um, that's when Phil really had to prove himself. And I think with This House Is Not For Sale, he really won a lot of fans over. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would never want to see a show without Phil. Yeah. You know? And I thought it was cool when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was up there. That, you he, know, he was playing. Deservingly so. Yeah, so you know that Born to Fall, I, I I think I enjoy watching Born to Fall a lot more now because of that outro, and uh, you know throw it up at the end and then you know Phil hammering on it. So I'll let you introduce you to the next one, and if you want to mention you know John's little speech before uh, the next song. Oh yeah, um, so and he did the same in Saint Paul, but um, next song is It's My Life. Um, he talked about you know the war going on in Ukraine. And he talked about, you know, watching on the news as people are, you know, shoveling sand into sandbags to protect their homes, to protect the schools, to protect the kids. And there's a sound system playing and the people are listening to Bon Jovi. You know, they're listening to It's My Life. They're, you know, they're listening to Living on a Prayer. And he just, you could just tell he was just touched. It's just humbling to see that people can use, um, you know, the power of these, um, of these words, you know, in, during the worst times of their life. And, you know, it's my life is always going to be, I call it one of my, I'm older than you, Jerry. Um, I call it one of my modern favorites, you know, yeah. because there's definitely different eras. Um, that's like, that's like my top modern era um, song. And, you know, actually, I prefer it acoustically, but, you know, um, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, the show stop. I, it's a showstopper. I mean, everybody goes to a show now and wants to see It's My Life. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny, you, you mentioned the age shows. It's My Life is actually what started it for me in 2000. I was eight <laughs> years old, It's My Life came out, and that's what started it also. Every time I see it live, it always has a special place in my heart. And, uh, you know, two things that I really liked about, I, I love seeing as my life. I actually love to watch David. Like when they do the chorus, I always watch David because David, you know, holds those notes. You know, he, he does a lot of the backing vocals for It's My Life. Mm-hmm. And just watching him sing that, oh, I love it. You know, like, and his vocals have been really strong this show. I mean, they uh, Obi's got it amped up or something. I, I just, you know. It's really been, um, his vocals have been incredible. I mean, seeing him in St. Paul and then this one, it was like, yeah. he's, he's just really, you can just, you can just tell he's, he's just glad to be out there and singing again. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I also like how it's tuned down a little bit too now. You, you can mm-hmm. definitely, it's tuned down to the bridge. And I, I love the way that they do it. They do the bridge. I want to say different, but not different, you know? It's kind of a, like, it's not so don't bend, don't break. You know, it's kind of more relaxed now, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could explain. You know what I'm saying, though? That's, it's that's not as I'm driving, I think, as it used to be. Yeah. But I like I like the way that it's done, though, you know. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. so uh, the next one, which 
I haven't seen this one since 2011, just older. It's like my theme song, Jerry. <laughs> Not old, just older. You know, I see this, I, the last time I saw it live, I've seen it live, the One Law Night tour. I've seen it, I think I saw it Have a Nice Day tour. I don't think I've seen it since. No, 2011, I saw it. It was a show opener in Pittsburgh. They opened it up okay. with Pittsburgh. It wasn't expecting that. Um, so that was cool. So I was excited that they brought this back. And one thing that I really love about Just Order what, that they added that's new is during the bridge, you know, after the guitar solo, it, it, everything kind of simmers down for a second. And then John goes, sha la la la, you know, he sings a sha la, you know, like, and. But, I think it's about what forty-five seconds, and then he starts going into the the rec- the bridge that's you know on the normal recorded version, and uh, and I and I always chuckle, you know, he he's done it since I think Lost Highway tour, you know, tell Coach T I've I've got my hair instead of I've cut my hair, you know, hair. so yeah, so yeah, but oh, I I love seeing just I I want I think it, that's it's, a staple. It's always been one of my favorites. Um, yeah, it's probably it's probably my favorite song on um, "Have a Nice Day," so yeah. you know I just it it just really means a lot, and I think it, it you know obviously as I as I get older it resonates with me more. Mm-hmm. It, it really does, and you know just to just to have him do that on there is it it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to see it on on this show. Yeah, that's great. You want to introduce the next one? Born to be my baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, my second favorite song from New Jersey. I will say, I know it's a, it's fun, this might be a little controversial. I know it's a fan favorite. I've seen it every single show, I think, for, with. I mean, I don't think he did it. Did he do it in Miami? No, I don't think he did. But I know Not- he did it on the cruise. Yeah. This one, I would, wouldn't mind having him take it out of the set list for a couple of shows or maybe yeah. a tour 90 yeah, percent of the time they they do it i i love the way that they did it on the cruise though but that's neither here nor there um but yeah i mean what i really liked about born to be my baby last night some shows that i've seen it yeah, the more diehard fans are they're more everyone's jumping up and down and and having a good time with it and you know there's just something about it it's it's kind of like magical you know like i remember you were jumping up and down i was other people i've been to other shows too where they did born to be my baby and nobody does that they kind of just sing along so it's it's kind of weird how you go to one city everyone's jumping up and down and singing you know and then other ones are just kind of standing there but you know it's it's one of those songs that you, you just sing along have fun with it i, I yeah, enjoy it's it. a fun song I, it's I like that it. name and you know you just you you just it's one of those I wouldn't say they necessarily have to do it, you know, like bad name or it's my life or prayer. You know, it's a, it's a hit, but it it could be a, a hit that not everyone's expecting. You know what I'm saying? Now, I did see some remarks on Twitter where people said, "I'm so glad he has it in because it's my mom's favorite song." You know, so I I get that, you know, but it's like mm, I, I I think the problem with having a band that has been around for as long as Bon Jovi has is how do you narrow down the catalog? Because everybody has. I would rather see Captain Crash than Born to Be My Baby. Well, was it you that, or was it someone else I was talking to last night where I said, take off all the hits off the set list and just put deep cuts. I'd be happy with that. I love that. That's why we do runaways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why you do runaways? Because you get the that's deep why stuff. You pay for runaway. <laughs> 
Exactly. Um, let's go to the next one, Beautiful Drug. And I know we talked about this with it being swapped with Limitless. I think Beautiful Drug would be a great opener. And, and I actually thought about that last night um, because I, I, I was watching Shanks do that intro. I was like, this would be a great way for them to start the show. But anyway, um, my two things I really love about Beautiful Drug is Phil Solo. That 17 minutes, or not 17 minutes. Ooh, that's a lot of solo. <laughs> uh, you the can six, do it, but... Yeah, the 17-second solo, and then that bridge that John does. That's the best part of the song. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a great, great song. Um, I kind of feel bad about the entire 2020 album because, as a whole, it is an awesome album. Um, but I think it's just going to get overlooked because it was released in a pandemic, and like he said... They couldn't tour to support it. So, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be one of those. It's I could see 2020 becoming like a bouncer of these days. You yeah, know, I think where you're right. It's a, it's a fan favorite. But yeah. as time goes by, nobody's going to. And John himself has said it's really a period album. You know, it's it's an it's album that came from the times. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, the only song that I think I can see being in the future, I would say uh, Beautiful Drug. I think that's the only song that I think we're going to see in the future on future I tours. wish they would have done Brothers in Arms because I, well, I love that song. And that's the side thing I wanted to just briefly talk about real quick. You know, I'm surprised. And I know we still have 12 shows left of this tour. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Story of Love hasn't been done yet. Because that, that that's that was, that was the other one. I could see them adding that in, um, you know, maybe like right before the acoustic. But yeah, I was actually really surprised because, I mean, well, you you and I were both in Miami last year when he did that, and I mean, but you you need Lorenza for that one with her yeah. outro on the violin and David's I, piano. I mean, yeah. but you could actually substitute that in where Keep the Faith is with that outro and all the yeah. the beautiful piano, but it wouldn't, it would, yeah. I think it would lend itself well going into the acoustic, but it's like, yeah. I'm looking at the set list and I'm like, where do you fit in Story of Love? Because... Well, that's the thing. You know, we'll get into the next one in just a second, but you know, with I'll Be There For You, you know, my video, it was eight minutes and 11 seconds. So Story of Love, I think is... You know, with the the band's outro, it's six seven minutes. You know, but John could always cut that out though, and just do the, you know, not do the outro, and it'd be a four minute song. But I I think Story of Love will appear in the future set list. Uh, I I'm not sure about Brothers in Arms. I'd love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I'd love, I'd to, love see to see it. Love I'm surprised it. Love Can hasn't been done yet. Yeah, yeah, um, or Shine. Shrine's my absolute favorite. It's actually my top five favorite songs of all time by them. Um, Unbroken definitely. You know, I, I can see Unbroken. I mean, Honor's Veteran, so I'm, I'm surprised Unbroken hasn't gotten done. We, we've seen that at Runaway Trips, though, a few times. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Definitely uh, seen that. Definitely so, seen that. Well, let's go into... Let's the, get into it. The big gun here. This is probably one of my biggest oh my highlights. And, and so we weren't expecting this because we knew that... Um, We'll back up a little bit here. Omaha was the first set list, so we didn't know, none of us knew what to expect. Okay, then St. Paul came, and it was the same exact set list. Now, but on Omaha, there was no audibles. 
St. Paul, there was three audibles. No, no audibles last night though. But on the audibles in St. Paul, it was it was roller coaster. I'll be there for I'll you. I'll be there for you. And ironically, all three of those got put on the set list. But so we weren't expecting I'll be there for you. And all of a sudden, you know, I saw John get his guitar. I'm trying to think what did what did I'll be there for you replace from uh, St. Paul and Omaha? Um, I'm trying to remember what was after Beautiful Drug. I'd have to look at my set list from, and I don't want to lose you on my phone yeah. here. But I, I don't think it was uh, something he put a guitar on. And so I saw John get his guitar on. I'm like, they might be doing something different here. And then all of a sudden you hear the da 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 da. And I remember like the crowd just kind of flipped out. And I remember looking at you and you were freaking out. I was freaking Everybody was freaking out. I think out. I came over and hugged you because yeah. I was so and, freaking excited. I know we always had like, these giant smiles, and and John saw that because he had that smile too. Like like he was so happy that everybody was happy that I'll be there for you was getting played. So I think this is going to become more of a staple in the set list. And I'm, I I'm think also- I think I'll be there for you gives fans that feel that like everybody wants always. But yeah. you and I discussed this briefly last night. We think always is going to be like the ultimate rare because his voice just can't get there anymore. You know, let's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're not going to get into that debate, yeah. but I, I, um, I, I will say this because I'm so tired. We, we won't get into it. I'm so tired. And I, I want to say it because I, I'm so tired of seeing the negativity online. I'm so tired of people bashing John on his voice. And you and I both saw it firsthand. His voice is still incredible. There, there's a few songs he struggles on, but you know who cares? He's 60 years old. No one can, be, you know, sound like they did when they were in their 20s. He can sing so, to me in the shower for at 60 yeah. years old. I would say he was phenomenal <laughs> last night, and you still get people that bitch and moan about his vocals. And, you know, just, people don't understand. That, like, look at our voices today. My, my voice is just sore. John has to go out and play uh, sometimes the next night again. You know, like Friday he's in Charlotte, and Saturday he's in Rally. You know, his voice, you know, but I don't know how we got into that segue. I had a point. Well, anyway, I, I thought I thought he sang incredible. Um, but, yeah, so for I'll Be There For You, I was just so happy uh, to see that. Because um, mm-hmm. I didn't see it on this house tour. I saw it once on the What About Now tour. Out of the ten shows I did on that tour, and I saw it a bunch of times. I saw it on the Circle tour, but Richie sang it. Yeah, that was the thing. Sometimes John Richie sang it. Sometimes Richie sang it. So on the Lost Highway tour, I always saw Richie sing it. Lost Highway, I saw it a few times. John and Richie, and sometimes just Richie. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll be there for you. It's probably one of my favorite highlights last night because everyone, especially us, were just so excited and and I, I had singing so our. I was so excited yeah, about it. Singing our I, heart out. And, and the way that Phil played that solo, too, was like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, yeah so that was that was amazing. Just And looking around, and you see people with their lights, and, you know, the, yeah, at the end, you know, they do the whoa thing, and you just hear the whole arena sing. It's kind of like prayer, you know, when they're singing the chorus of prayer. Everyone's singing, I'll be there for you. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Um. I want to introduce the next one because I really enjoy how they do it. Let it rain. And uh, I, I love, uh, I got a good, uh, I haven't done it. 
I can't pull up the photo, I guess. But I love this screen. So they did Let It Rain, and John comes out, does an acoustic, the verse first, with him just in the guitar. But above him were three screens. It has, like, window panes, and it shows, like, rain dropping down on the window. And I think that, like, the, as far as visual effects go, I love that. And, okay. and and that was actually one of the things that I actually stopped and took a picture of last night because I was fourth row on Sunday <laughs> night. And I mean, I had, I had a great seat. I was dead on center, but I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that, that juxtaposition. But last night, looking up at him and seeing the rain behind, like coming down on him, yeah. I have an awesome picture of it. Um, I, I had to get out my phone for that because I'm like, oh, that would yeah. be really cool. So. Yeah, I was actually debating on recording that song last night, but I was like, you know what? I love Let It, Let it Rain is one of my favorites on the album. So I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I want to enjoy it tonight. I'll record it at another show. But, you know, we, we're talking about visual effects here. And one thing that I want to just say about the overall show is when you're front row like we were, you kind of focus more on the band. You don't pay attention to the lights or what's rising, coming down. You don't look at the screens very much. And so what's so great about doing different shows, like I'm doing Rally on Saturday and I'm kind of, I think I'm seventh row back. back. And so like like my buddy Kevin last night, we were talking and he did 12th row and it was the first show that he was on in this tour where he was further back and he could appreciate seeing the light in and seeing the production, the, you know, the screens and stuff. So, so my whole point is, you know, like you and I last night, you know, you're kind of more focused on the band because they're right in front of you, you know. When you're further back, you know, you, you see the audience, you see this, you see that, and you kind of see the show, you know, versus mm-hmm. just seeing the band. So, but yeah, so Let It Rain, I really enjoyed seeing the the window pane effects. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, at the end, you know, of the last chorus of Let It Rain, you know, Christ, I'm calling, and who's going to, you know, I, I love the way that he just kind of poured his heart out on that. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Going back to the to the production and the video screens and stuff like that, apparently, Jerry, you and I were on the Jumbotron quite a bit because people we were, kept texting me. They're like, I saw you on the Jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> so. my, my wife. So my wife obviously went to the show. We're sitting together for the other shows that we're doing, but you know, she didn't want to do, you know, this is where we're the crazy. My wife was like, I ain't do, I'd rather save, you know, that for a runaway trip or you know so she so she sat with some of my other bon jovi friends and uh which was fine but she said she kept seeing us on the jumbo screen too and she was like trying to get pictures and every time she got out of her phone to do it we were gone you know so it was like a split second thing um but you know we're talking about the 2020 songs i can see let it rain being replaced with other 2020 songs like maybe brothers in arms or yeah what else could go in there? Yeah, I, I can I can see it being swapped out with a few different ones. Um, yeah, but I, so, I mean, it's a solid song. It's it. Yeah. it I don't see it being played know. every night. What's that? I don't see it being played every night. No, uh, I think no. it's going to be a good chance. But what were you saying? I lost my train of thought. Anything that you want to say on Let It Rain, or you want to introduce? No, them? I think we're good. Oh, we're getting into my favorite. One yeah. of my favorites. I let you. You know, you know it's coming when you see them pick up the maracas. And I thought, speaking of speaking of lighting and staging, they 
they turned down the lights and they just had these really low glowing lights. And I have this silhouette of John with the maracas. It was, and I, I mean, having been in St. Paul, I had, I knew it was coming and I love, I love keep the faith. It's just such a solid, solid. I like, whereas born to be my baby, I wish they would take it out. Keep the faith. They need to always, always, always keep that yeah. because it's just Definitely. so solid. But I have this beautiful shot of him in silhouette where the light is hitting his hair and he looks like he's almost glowing and you can just tell he's ready to shake it. And yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's pro I may actually frame that photo. Um, I yeah. like it so much. I'm so. in the debate of which one I'm going to, because I'm doing, a, I'm going to do a collage of the show. I'm trying to debate on which one I'm going to post. Anyway, um, yeah, I obviously actually. We could trade calendars, Jerry. We could. We could each other on calendars. Uh, keep the faith. I I like keep the faith. It's not one of my favorites. As far like I like it, but you know, I, this is where we talk about Phil. So you know, obviously I've, I've seen Keep the Faith every tour, mm -hmm. Crush tour. It was one of those songs. Yeah, I like. I I really like it for the band's outro. I will tell you, ever since Phil got into the, and Richie did a good he job. Just yeah. He breaks strings on this song all the yeah. time. Richie, Richie did a good job, and I, I'm not. I love both. I love both Richie and Phil, so I'm not going to go into the Richie versus Phil thing. For some reason, ever since the even keep the or, um, the Circle Tour in 2011, seeing Phil do that outro, I look forward to it every night. Every every show I go to, I love just watching uh, Phil, David, Shanks, and Tico just kind of interact with each other. Uh, and, mm -hmm. To mention Tico, Tico beat the fuck out of those drums last night. Did you see that? Oh, I, he was hitting those things hard and he amazing. That is the one thing about the front row, and and I will say this: you don't get to see Tico. You don't get to. You can appreciate David. You can appreciate Phil. You can appreciate no. Shanks, but Tico is just. I wish they would find a way to like feature Tico a little more because. He is so talented. One of my favorite um, Bergman photographs is just the picture that he took of Tico's hands all strapped up. Oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful picture. And it's like, I I just don't think Tico gets the credit that he deserves. I mean, everybody knows Tico and yeah. everybody goes, oh, Tico, you know, but no, that man, oh my gosh, he is so talented. I mean, after that, keep the faith. You know, the the way he ends with the drums, I was like, that was that was Tico, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I was comparing last night, which two things. One is you the drum set is hiding him a lot more for some reason. I don't know if it's the the stage set, but I've been that close before, where you see a lot more Tico. But you 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 only saw the top of Tico's head most of the show. And then secondly, is they have that glass barrier. You know, you see that more done like in acoustic settings and stuff, mm -hmm. where they're more intimate, like like, you know. So I wonder why that's there. I, I'm I'm curious. You know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know ask a few people uh, in rally. I want I want to know why that's there. I don't know what the point of that is. It's it's you definitely know, maybe not for go COVID. back and ask Obi. I, yeah. I mean, he, Obi might have a have a yeah. say on that. I'm curious, but it's definitely not have anything to do with COVID. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's maybe just the sound. I don't, I don't know. 
But anyway, yeah, so Keep the Faith was great. One, I, I do want to add this. I've never seen this done before. Did you notice that when uh, after Phil did his guitar solo and John was going to walk to side his lights, I don't like what I see no more sometimes I wish I was one. Did you see him throw down his, not not in a bad way, but like like he was like so into the song, so into the bridge, he threw his maracas down for a second and grabbed the microphone and did that bridge. And then once they got into the course, he picked it up and just started shaking the heck out of him. I thought that was so cool. Oh, oh, I, I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, like, I can watch that man shake his maracas for forever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Jerry, even though I put away my camera, when he shakes his maracas, I take the camera out because I've got that thing going, yeah. like sports speed. Yeah. And so... And so this is uh, John's also his uh, dress change. So like he he does it on the other tours. And he goes down while the band does the outro, so he can change. We we already talked about the outro. Can we talk about the wardrobe changes? This is for this. Oh yeah, you know what? Though, because this. Yep, you're right. He had except for the last wardrobe change, the yep. New Jersey versus everybody. Yep. Our versus the world. Completely different wardrobe. Yeah, he had a silver jacket. He came out in a silver jacket, you, uh, um, and, and so he didn't have the. I, I, I just want to. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Now that you mentioned that silver jacket, I haven't had time to watch the music video. I think that's the same jacket that he wore in Limitless music video. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I, you know, I the flag. I could be wrong. The flag one is beautiful, but yeah. he that silver jacket must have been hot because he kept. In in St. Paul, he kept the flag on until yeah. he, until the acoustic set. Whereas he took it off, and um, so it must have been a different material, not as breathable. Um, well, I saw him. I, I saw him roll up his sleeves on after Limitless with that jacket. He rolled up his sleeves mm -hmm. with with that. I think he wore it for radio. He took. I think he took it off for Bad Name or Follow. And then it came. It came to. Um, it when he switched to the acoustic set when it came out afterwards which we'll get into in a little bit yep. he came out in just a plain white button down which so i had texted a picture to my my dear friend deb sitting hi deb i'm giving a shout out um and she's like oh my god he wore the white shirt true story deb's daughter used to play with dorothea's niece uh like oh. like like just like in playgroup. And so Deb got to meet John in the very early days. And one of the things Deb had told John was the sexiest thing he could wear on stage was just a plain white button down. So the joke today was he listened to Deb. <laughs> you know what I thought about that too? I'll hold that for because I want to mention one other thing too before we lose it is what I think, you know, the first two shows, everything was the same, you know, because, you know, with production, the set list, everything was the same, same outfit, same set, this, you know, it was pretty much the same show. Last night was different, you know, different production, different uh, clothing, different set list. So, but anyway, so now into the white button shirt, you know what it reminds because that's the first time we've ever seen that on tour with him wearing just a button down dress shirt like that. It reminded me of the runaway trips because he always wears those kind of shirts. It did. It did. Trips. Although, and the, uh, the last runaway trip wasn't he wearing a black button down? Yeah. I, yeah, black button down. He he usually um, wears more of those kind of shirts on the runaway trips, um, mm -hmm. or 
acoustic shows and stuff. And so it was kind of ironic. They come out from the acoustic set and then John's wearing something that's more relaxed. And so I thought that was kind of cool. So we'll, we'll talk about the acoustic set. So obviously the band, after they do the Keep the Faith outro, the crew comes up and uh, gets set up. So, you know, you have John in the center and then you have three. So on John's left was Phil, Hugh, and David. And then on John's right was Tico in the back, Everett, and then Shanks. And don't let me forget about the Shanks guitar. I don't know if you saw. We'll, we'll get into that in just a yeah, second. Yeah, I saw that. I did yeah, see that. We'll get into that. Um, so that so th- so this is something new that the band has, and I think it's going to start becoming more of a norm just because they're becoming an older band, which I I love the acoustic set. So they did an acoustic set on these days tour, and then the bounce tour, and then on the they did cir- also did it on the circle tour. I was just about to say on the circle tour too. Uh, the whole band would come out, or sometimes it was just John Richie, or sometimes David and Tika would also come out. So it was kind of nice to see see that make a comeback, but in, like in a different way. Obviously, they can't come out of the audience because of the pandemic. But um, so when I'll introduce the first one, when John um, started talking, you know, I was predicting American Reckoning was going to get played. Mm-hmm. And- uh, I was like, uh, you talk, start talking about a witness to history and blah, blah, blah. And so I thought, okay, he's going to play um, Lower the Flag, or American Reckoning. Well, he didn't. They did Lower the, Lower the Flag. So this was the second replacement on the set list. So the second surprise of that show was uh, Lower the Flag. So they did Lower the Flag. I always get chills listening to that song, especially like the bridge, you know, when he's naming off mm-hmm. all the and, it, it, uh, it's such an intimate song. It, you know, it gives you chills. It gives you chills. I don't know how, as a human being, that song cannot resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, in the first, we saw him do it in Miami as well. And yep. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful song. It's a poignant song. It reflects, I think it reflects. The moral outrage at what's going what the yeah. song represents but mm-hmm. it's just also it also just has this sympathy where it just touches you as a human um and i just it's a beautiful song in concert it's beautiful so, i mean it's it's beautiful on the album but it's beautiful on it it's even more beautiful on tour so which one would you prefer in the acoustic set lower the flag or american reckoning both great ones both great ones but which one would both you great ones i the first time I heard American Reckoning, I bawled like a baby. Yeah. I, 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 I bawled like a baby. And there's something about seeing American Rec- him do American Reckoning so close to where, you know, George Floyd passed was just yeah. like, it gave me chills. Yeah. But I think also he's testing. He's testing which song like kind of resonates more. I, they're both emotional yeah. songs. So I, I could see, you know, I could see you go into Raleigh and he'll do American Reckoning. Yeah. You know, whereas in Charlotte he may do he may do lower the flag. Yeah. It, those are those are kind of like two interchangeable political statement songs. Yeah. Both 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 hit me right here. Yeah. I mean both just hit me right here. Yeah. You know. Lower so- the flag though. Lower the flag, though, honestly, as I guess as a parent, more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, John, you know, the first 11 songs of the show, you know, John's very smiling and happy and everything. It was great. And I I love this, like, 
this proves like how great of a performer he is. His whole demeanor changed during the. Obviously, you know, with how serious the song is, you know, you, you can tell in his face, you know, the pain and you know where that pain came from from writing the song and stuff. You know, he's a very somber, and uh, I love that. I thought that was great. Um, so we'll talk about the big thing. And I was one. I was. I, I wanted to ask you last night, but I, I was like, you know, I'll wait till we do this. The, what happened with Shanks? With the guitar, <laughs> so I, I I didn't catch it right at the beginning, but I noticed that there was was it was it not going off? Like I don't think we could hear. Like I think Shank's sound got cut off, if I remember correctly. I, I think so because I saw him like. Didn't you see him like just like hit the button on on that acoustic yeah. when they brought out and, the replacements? Yeah, and he was he kind was of frustrated. Yeah, he was frustrated, and uh, I remember the his guitar tech came out and gave him another guitar, and then he was still. F- having to finesse with the the guitar and stuff and but i remember after uh lord of the flag was over the guitar tech came back up and you could tell shanks was kind of uh little po'd at the at the tech you know yeah it's like and 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 having been backstage and having seen just how many guitars shanks has and how many guitars phil has it's like how does that happen how does that happen that you know during a show i mean Phil obviously breaks strings because Phil is just like pounding on those, but you know, it's like, you could just tell, and and that's Shank's nature um, just to be such a perfectionist. He is, he values production, you know, and, and just for him not to be able to play at the level he wanted to, it was probably pretty frustrating to him. One thing I did, I meant to mention to you last night when we were out at the bar, did you notice? John didn't do any band intros last night, aside from like one Phil X, yeah. one Phil X. He did not do any, he did not do the bit about David being the sexiest man to play the accordion. You know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't I even was introduce Chico. I, I don't mean, know. I was just. I, I don't know if it was a time. So now I, I was thinking about this on my flight today. Both two shows were. 10 songs before the acoustic set last night was 11 let me count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah so so they did 11 songs before Lord. so they had a nine extra minutes in the set so i don't know if maybe it was a timing thing like he because obviously he can kind of gauge where he is on time and how much time he actually has to do that so i don't know if maybe that was the thing mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know he he had the whole set list, so I think he you know he knows how to time things, so maybe that was the factor into it. Um, I don't know, but it was uh, just weird that no one yeah. got introduced. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't even think about that during the show because obviously we we know. I didn't all. think about it during the show either, but but I specifically remember in St. Paul during the acoustic set, he introduced everyone and like gave a little blurb about him. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was just really different to see because usually he always says something about someone, you know. So that that was that was kind of interesting. One thing I want to add, just back to Shanks real quick too, was you know, I know they're perfectionists, but when you see a band make mistakes, it makes the show a little more special because it's not perfect. In, in a way, it's imperfectly perfect. Because yeah. it's nice to see. I've seen so many mess ups. I've seen like like I'm sure you saw in St. Paul the uh, John's guitar tech forgot to put the cape on the first fret for do what you can, and and so that was a mistake. But it, it's interesting to see those because it makes the show unique, and you know that it's not a full script. You know, and you know that mistakes happen, and you know like when they like forget the words sometimes and stuff. So I so- actually have it on video. 
um, in 2013 in Milwaukee. It was the night before, um, I forget whichever church was saying that the world was going to end. Oh, yeah. Um, the world as we yeah. Know. And John played It's the End of the World as We Know It. And his string broke right in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing. And he was just like, yeah. you could tell. I think you can see a stink eye on that one. <laughs> I, I see the video. Does, doesn't he like, he swings the guitar behind his back and he just grabs the mic and he, and he just spits out the, the words to that song, which yeah. I thought, yeah. I love that. And then. No, I think that was Asleep When I'm Dead, which was a different show. The guitar, he threw the guitar down the stairs. I don't think he did that for um, that cover. Anyway, yeah. I'll let's introduce you to the next one. Okay, well, this, I, I mean, Someday I'll Be Saturday Night is probably, this is another one of those songs that I love when they do it acoustically. I love when they do it full band. Um, it's just, this is another one that just means a lot to me um, for reasons I won't get into. Um, but, you know, it's like, I think every fan needs to hear Someday I'll Be Saturday Night on acoustic. It yeah. it touches you. It just, it, it gets into the rawness of it. And let's talk about Tito on Someday I'll Be Saturday Night. Yeah. Because... He doesn't have a mic. He does not have a mic on this song. But Tico is back there yeah. and he is just wailing on that box. Yeah. And he is just singing his heart out. Yeah. I would love to ask Tico, Tico, what is your favorite song to play? And I bet someday I'll be Saturday night is is yeah. on the tip of his tongue. You can yeah. just tell he just loves that song. Yeah, I, I love, I like seeing Saturday Night Live. You know, I liked it on the last tour, you know, when like Shanks, John and Phil kind of went together and they swing their, and Hugh and they all swing their guitars together. But I prefer to see it acoustic more than the original. You know, it's, it's more intimate. Um, we, we skipped one song before Saturday Night. They did, you know, we did, oh my God. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so the one thing I want to touch about, we don't run. Um, was there anything that you wanted to say about Saturday night before we go sorry. back to No, I'm sorry. No, no, no big deal. Um, I'm wondering if with the thing that's going on with Ukraine, which I respect and, and all that, I wonder if We Don't Run is going to be a staple every night just because of what's going on with Ukraine. It was especially because they got like a whole production with it on the screens and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it has that um, this left feels right feel yeah. to it, you know. I mean, if he does another another album with you know other cuts, deeper cuts, yeah. you know, played differently, I could see that. I could see him doing another album like that, or yeah. or just releasing it as a as a single. Um, well, I think it, I think so, it's good because the the first performance they, the, they actually filmed it in St. Paul. Um, because they're doing a, I think they're doing a benefit and, and that's going to be like the, the song. Having seen it two shows in a row, it was more powerful when I saw it the first time. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know people want to see, you know, like I, I wanted to see We Don't Run Down Acoustic. I like the original. I, I'm usually one to say 95% of the time I'd rather see it because I'm more of an intimate ballad type guy. 
uh, like the slower stuff more. So 95 percent of the time, like I'd prefer the acoustic. Like for example, Wanted Dead or Alive, I love the This That Feels Right version more than Slippery's version. But anyway, we don't I run. I wouldn't disagree with you there. Yeah, we don't run. I actually prefer the Burning Bridges version or this house mm -hmm. version for. The acoustic. Yeah, burning bridges slash house because so, we we well know about that. But my point is that I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be played every night, which is fine. But it brings me to another point. Will they at least change up Saturday night? Obviously, they replace American Reckoning, so I'm hoping that sometimes Saturday night would get taken off and they'll put in Bed of Roses acoustic or even always acoustic because John is still diamond ring baby because you. I, I'm glad you brought that but, up. Let's bring that up because I'm bitter. I'm, I'm ninety. Worried. I'm ninety percent sure. And man, but my some of my friends, two different friends, told me on opening night they rehearsed Diamond Ring. John was singing Diamond Ring, and so, but that obviously didn't happen. And then when I went to the bathroom, I could hear a sound check, and I could have swore I, I caught the tail end of John doing the chorus of Diamond Ring. So I don't know if it's you know it's one of those songs that was, it was always a John and Richie. So I don't know if it could actually be done, but. I heard John I sing. I could see David harmonizing on that one, though. Yeah. And someone else told me, too, at the runway uh, party last night that they heard it, too. They heard Diamond Ring getting played. So I don't know if it was a just a vocal warm-up or if it, it potentially could get played at some point. Um, we'll see. But I, I'm hoping. I haven't seen it since Circle Tour. Tour. I have not seen it since Richie. I haven't seen it I since Highway Tour. Maybe even have a nice day. I saw it on Circle at, Circle at Soldier Field in Chicago. They yeah, but it. Yeah, it was always one of those. That's it, 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 a John and Richie song. You know, it's kind of weird. To, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, I, I hope they, that does change. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's go into the next set just based on time here. Let's, uh, yeah. Yeah. we'll touch base on a few of these uh, because there's a few that I know we're going to touch pretty deep on. Uh, who says? Um, the only one that I Solid have. Solid sing along. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, now this takes me back to you know Born to Follow. I actually really, I've seen Who's That so many times. I love it. It's a fun song, but I it's, once in a while you get or most of the time you get tired of it. It's all right. It's it, it's fun for the crowd for the general fans, but like. But again, it brings the crowd back in. It brings that energy level because we were yep. down from the acoustic. Yep. We were like, okay, yep. someday you can be Saturday. Someday I'll be Saturday night. Yep. Okay, you're pretty low. But now you got to bring that energy level back up. So yeah. it's a it's a solid, yeah, it's a you, solid. But yeah, I'm with you. You um, said it perfectly. It, it, you have to have a song that brings you back up, and that's the perfect one for it. Uh, but I I really did actually enjoy. I don't know if it's, maybe it's just because I haven't seen Who Says Done since 2018. Maybe that's why. But I actually really enjoyed the It's R. I was really enjoying it last night. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Next one's Lost Highway. The, I, it's so weird to see Lost Highway so later in the set list because every tour since it is. Lost it's usually Highway. like an open. That was the opening in 2013. So yeah. for me to hear Lost Highway, yeah, it brings me back to that. 2013 was my first front row experience. Yeah, you know, and so that song to me just when I hear Lost Highway, it's 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 a core memory. Let's put it to quote Disney. It's a core memory. Um, so I don't mind that being played every show. And my kids both, you know, they're like, when they were little, 
play the dashboard Jesus song, mommy. You know? Yeah. So it was, you know, it's like, that's, that's just really just such a great memory for me. And you have a connection. Lost, Lost Highway is probably one of my favorite later era albums. Yeah. You know? I that's my favorite album, especially lyrically. But yeah, so you know, it's weird to see Lost Highway so late because we've never seen it so late in the set. We've always mm-hmm. seen the opener or the second, third, or even sometimes the fourth song, but that's it. Or so, well, in Miami, he did it right. I think he did it right before um, Encore. Yeah. yeah. But that was the twenty. That was like the twentieth yeah. anniversary of it. So yeah. And, and so, but I, I love the bridge. I always love the um, kicking off the cruise control, turning up the radio, got just enough religion, and half a tank of gas. Yes. Go on. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next one. Um, wanted. You know, just like bad name. I'll, you know, I've seen there. it 63 times, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I always look forward to like Phil. And, and, and you know, I'll, I'll say this because I, I learned, I've started learning guitar in the last year. And Wanted is is kind of one of those songs that you have to nail it right at the beginning to get the rhythm to it, you know, the dun dun on on guitar. You know, I like it's I, I one I, of my favorite songs to take pictures of John on yeah. because he's so into his guitar. It's like you can tell he's concentrating, but he's also feeling it. But well, yeah, and so I don't so, think he loves it. Yeah, so my 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 whole thing was. One one is one of those songs where I, I, I like seeing it, but I don't, you know, if it got taken off, I wouldn't care. But now that I can play Thank guitar, you. I play that song on guitar. I actually really loved when they were doing the intro and the outro to that up the neck. I actually watched how Phil did it and how John did it and just watching their finger movements, you know, how they kind of, and I actually learned a thing or two that I want to try on my guitar later on, you know, so th- that I really enjoyed that last night. So they kind of, Seeing some of these songs now, like I'm watching which how John transitions to chords. Everybody plays guitar differently, so like I'm watching how John will transition to different chords, and fill and, and all that. So um, let's go into the next one because the next one it was a huge. Now this was my favorite one because Roller Coaster is, is in my top five favorite songs, and so they I, did. I honestly, I would, I would agree with you there. My son, who um, is on the autism spectrum. This, besides It's My Life, this is his favorite Bon Jovi song. Yeah. And I said, Ian, why does this song, why does this song, why do you like this song so much? And he's like, Mom, on this song, you feel like you're on a roller coaster. And, and for a song to do that is just like, so that that's like one of those things. It's like, whenever I hear roller coaster, because I know how much he loves it. I, I it just it holds a special place in my heart not to mention yeah. the fact that it's a just like an amazing song by itself yeah but the stuff they do with tempo is just amazing in this yeah. song. And, and, and you feel the and we'll get into it here in just a second but the you, because of that reason you feel that song deeper in your heart and uh but yeah so anyway so like so i was expecting to do what you can get and play because that's how john gets his guitar but then i saw shanks get the guitar that he always plays i think it's a gibson i think that he played on this house tour with, with roller coaster. I'm like, he was deaf. I knew his deaf. He wasn't going to do do what you can because that wasn't the right guitar for. I'm like, could he be doing Amen or is he doing roller coaster? And uh, I was like, I was thinking Amen would be kind of too at this point in the set. Too down at that point. Yeah. So and then when they uh, when Shanks does that opening, I think it's a C chord. 
you know, I'm like, I'm like oh fuck, the roller coaster, and like, it was like, it was, I felt like a way, like the ocean just hit me, and I became a wave of that ocean because I just felt it so much. I, I seriously, I think this is where I lost my vocals. I the sang, entire front yeah. row just was like, we I know, were just like bouncing, like and we so were happy. That's why I want. Once there's like audience, like could you get different views? I want to try to find the front row because that whole front row, especially like with the cars, we were just jumping up. We were just so happy that roller coaster was getting played. And Gary, I, I think I hurt my knee on roller coaster because this worth. morning when I woke up, I was like, "Why is my knee?" And I think it's because I was jumping up and down so yeah. hard at that point that I hurt my knee. And I love the way that John performed it too. He, you know, he walked around the stage singing that song, and the way that he just delivered the verses was phenomenal. I mean, and again, I'm saying he moved around so much less, so much more last night. And I think it's, I think part of it is he's becoming more comfortable with the stage and yeah. performing again. But you know, it it was good to see him moving around more. Yeah. Um, the next one is this house is not for sale. It, it, this is another one. obviously you no. Know, we've only seen one tour with this, and it was a the show opener. For this me, it's is a kind good of weird. opener. It's not a good closer. It, now, one of my favorite Phil solos is actually the outro, the live outro that Phil does. So I, I'm glad that they kept it in the set list. But for it's just weird to see it so late in the set list, and, and again, it kind of get an addition, kind of like how Born to Follow gets an, an addition. But um, this would be a good place to substitute it for Born to Be My Baby. I agree with you. Um, so my favorite, the only thing I have to say about this one is it, it's great. I love the outro and the, the way that Phil kind of just nailed that outro. I loved it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want to introduce the next one? Have a nice day. Yeah, which I, I do like the, the transition. Only tour, the only tour in my entire Bon Jovi career I have missed because you know why? I had my daughter three days prior to his show in Madison. <laughs> well, and I could, I could not, I was like ready to hit the button, yeah. you know, to buy tickets. And yeah, so I'm, I'm still still kind of bitter about that. Yeah. Um, I do yeah. like, the, I, I like the trends. I, I do like that this house and how many days back to back because it just has that edge in your face and it keeps, it keeps going. And um, he hasn't done have a nice day in a while. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed with St. Paul, um, Omaha, and even tonight, the way that he, uh, this shows how great of a singer he still is, the way that he holds the notes at the end, the, the outro of when he sings Have a Nice Day, he holds that, you know, nah, uh, that nice end day, he holds the notes, and like, and then, and then the lights go, I love that. Although, uh, do you notice, did you notice they've recycled, this tour, like, on a lot of these songs, they've recycled a lot of the graphics that they've used on prior tours because the bad medicine graphics were the same. Um, yeah. the have a nice day graphics were the same. So obviously yeah. they have those in their archives. So yeah. it was kind of cool. It was nostalgic to see it, you know. Yeah. I did like the uh, the visual effects though, that each square had the smirk. Now I couldn't get a good photo. I, I, I could have gotten the perfect photo of John and the smirk above him, but there's a light, like a spotlight, reflecting on the and so i couldn't get the perfect picture but um moving on here with time uh yeah. living, living on prayer um th so the last tour they always ended with prayer was always the last one obviously it's not on this tour but 
I think this is where it also factors in. I think John knew because I kept looking at my watch. I was like, okay, because the last two shows, the show ended about quarter to 11. Sometimes they took the show to 11. On this tour so far, it's always a quarter to 11. This show actually ran a little later, but I think he was con- – now, correct me if I'm wrong. In Omaha and St. Paul, did he do the uh, – he started the song singing the chorus, or did the band just outright start? I think he started singing the chorus in the first two shows. No, he didn't do that in St. Paul. Okay. No, he didn't do the boot stomp. Okay. So, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. Um, so last night I noticed that, you know, he pointed to David and I, I knew they were going to start with prayer. And, and then, so they started, so I, I haven't seen them do it like that in a long time because ever since last highway or tour, I've always seen the, as you and I call it, the boot stomp. Um, but you know, prayers are one of the songs that is just so everybody in the crowd is singing. It gives you goosebumps and, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I've talked to my kids about this one too. I'm like, it's like. And you, you, I know you're sick of the debate about John's voice, but this is obviously a very challenging vocal song. I can't sing this song for anymore. anybody, even even someone. I can't like, sing this song anymore. He, let alone him. So, but it's such a crowd favorite, and I think he does a great job. I think he does a great job of show of letting the crowd sing the hard parts. You yes. know, because who cares? Who yeah, cares it's one. It's one of the. Yeah, it's one of those songs where every single person in the arena is going to be up, singing along, even people that are drunk. It's one of those songs people just love to sing along with. So like you said, you said, you said it perfectly. One of those songs where everyone just loves being together, singing it. That's, that's what's so great about it is just thousands of people singing in our prayer and the chorus and stuff. And I, I thought it was a great performance. You know, do I need to see prayer <laughs> another time? No. You it's know, just fun but, once. But, you know, but, it's, you know it's, it's like because he said he said i think in runaway he's like because i think it's asked to him every every so often in runaway how do you pick your set list and he's like well you gotta have you gotta have wanted you gotta have living on a prayer because otherwise people are gonna go away pissed off but you know it is it's just that stadium tour and you could go you could go anywhere in the world right now and just go whoa and I bet you'd get someone to say, you know, we're halfway there because it's just that ubiquitous. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, prayers, you know, I love seeing it. It's just one of those fun ones you sing along to. And then obviously, you know, John does the the fake goodbye. You know, they didn't do the bow, so you know they're going to come back. And I think it was was a solid five minutes. I mean, it was a while. And uh, my wife actually – she was on the 100 level and she saw the band backstage like all just standing there waiting mm-hmm. and i think some of the stage crew were doing some things too but uh my wife said that that she saw the band in the back she, john kind of i think john probably went into his little private dressing room but she said that they saw the whole band just standing there for a little bit and doing a couple things but uh, obviously they came back after the encore and i was kind of hoping for love's the only rule i, I there's a half of me that wanted the, the encore to change I was like, I'd love to see Love's the Only Rule again. But obviously they didn't do it. So uh, St. Paul, they did all three St. Paul audibles. I'll be there for you, Roller Coaster, and In These Arms. I was hoping that David would have sang it, to be honest. I would have loved it. Because uh, for people, most people listening to this podcast know that David co-wrote the song. And and there's times that John will let David sing it. 
Um, but it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed in these arms, you know, I, I'd love I to thought see. It was a good, I thought it was a good, um, you know, a good, it was a good choice. Yeah, um, it was. You know, and having seen, now, I don't think Love's the Only Rule got as good of a response in, in Minneapolis. I don't and think so it, I think they're making adjustments based on, and going back to the acoustic where, you know, you've said American Reckoning versus Lower the Flag. You know, it's like, I think he might be gauging the crowd reaction. Yeah, you know, maybe it's just, inter I, I do want to see Love's the Only Rule because I haven't seen it since the Circle Tour, so I'd love to see it again. Maybe he'll do it in Raleigh, uh, but but yeah, yeah Love, we'll but In These Arms, solid choice, solid choice. I yeah. just, you know, it's fun. I, I, I do love, I do love it. Yeah. I was so happy because I wasn't sure what they were going to do. And then all of a sudden you hear the David, dun, 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 dun. And, and so, so the last one, I'll let you introduce the last one. My favorite, number one. That's my favorite. Time, bon Jovi song. I will, I will swear, like, you know, people are like, how can you like, like wanted? How can you not like bad name? How can you not like living on a prayer? And I'm like, nope, bad medicine. This will forever be the song of my youth. Um, every tour. It's just, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I they and, can never not do this song because it's like my kids, my kids like know the drum parts they know, yeah they know when this song comes on they know that it's an all-out sing-along and yeah. if it comes on in the car and i get a phone call it's like and it interrupts like the feed through the thing i will be like oh no that goes straight to voicemail and then yeah. we restart the song because this is a song where i literally have to listen to it beginning to end complete with drum drum beats Oh yeah, I should I should actually do like a TikTok of it one day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so Batman is one of those songs you can't leave out of the set list. It's actually my favorite number one hit, and uh, I, I think it's great that they're actually closing the closing the show with it, which is pretty cool. The only thing I wish, and this could have been a time constraint, but you know what I'm talking about. The medley. The jukebox. I know. The jukebox medley yep. that goes along with bad yeah. medicine. It's like it's like part of me is like, oh, I, I don't know see him do jumping jack flash or just yeah. anything, you know. I, I mean, it, I've it, seen so many versions of it, and it changes all the time. But it's like, oh, I wish they would throw that back in there. I understand why, but you know, it's uh, like I mean, this is where he's so playful. But they didn't do that on the last tour either, and I I'm mean, hoping at some point we get a medley again. But anyway, it's so great open because you know, like. It, the way that they do the one more time and they do the the key intro and then the chorus again so it's cool you know the one more time and that's it for them you know the, that ends the show that's pretty cool yeah um, i did like i it is a good it is a it's a better show closer than prayer yeah i agree with you it, it's uh it's great the one thing i was so this was the end of the show and the band come out to do the bow or their their bowels uh, and I, the camera guy, went right in front of me. And thankfully, the band posted the photo here. I'll put it up for people. Um, let me let me find it here because I, I love this photo so much. So I I had a good shot, and the camera guy, you know, and he's just doing his job. So oh well, 
I couldn't get a good band. I always had to get a good photo of the band um, together. But the band posted this one today, which is my same view because he stood right in front of me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to get this printed and framed. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was such a great show. And I remember you, me, and a bunch of other, you know, the band left. And, you know, it was so, obviously, we, I think it was like five minutes to 11. So obviously, they weren't going to come back out because, you know, curfew and at the end of the show. But the stage stayed dark for about 45 seconds. You're like thinking, could they be doing another one? I didn't think they were, but I, that's like 100%. it would have been so cool. You know, I could just see him wanting to just get out there yeah. and, and just letting one more rip because yeah. he'd love, I will legitimately say he loves Milwaukee. He yeah. loves Milwaukee. Yeah. And so he knows they bring the energy and he knows it's always going to be sold out. And, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a longer show. And so it did last a little longer. Um, maybe it's just because they were getting warmed up, but um, my ears were ringing up. My ears rang up. My ears were ringing. My voice is my voice is shot. Yeah. I walked into the office today, and people are like, "I saw you bouncing around out there. You, I can't even believe you're here." Yeah. You know, because a couple of my friends posted videos and tagged me on Facebook, and yeah. and you know, of course, my friends saw it, and they're like. How are you even standing up today? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember we were all so happy and talking about the show. And, you know, it, it, it's like the great thing about this family, like we're all diehards. We all know each other and we see each other at different events and stuff. And like, I remember like some, you know, we're, we're all hugging each other. So happy. It was, it, 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 it's such a joyous thing to share with each other. Like we like did this show together and we experienced it together. And, you know, we're all just talking about it. And obviously, you know, the security, you know, they try to get people, they're just doing their jobs, getting people to leave. And uh, at least, you know, the, since we're all front row, we got to stay a little bit because the VIP and all the VIPs that I've done in the last 12 years, they never would make sure that you got a set list. So now the VIP guy is making sure that everyone gets a set list, which I think is amazing, you know, because yeah. diehards love getting a set list after a show. And, it, and you and I both know how hard it can be to get a set list. Yeah. And so it's nice that the VIP this tour is giving you a, a set list. He's handing them out and that they have the chairs uh, tied together, which is a great idea. Did you see that lady? I don't know where she She wasn't uh, anywhere near me for the show, but did you see her trying to take my chair and the oh, person? Yeah. That, oh. And I would, Jerry, I would bet you dollars to donuts on the This House is Not for Sale tour. She is probably the same person that yeah. stole the people's chair that was sitting next to me because all of a sudden the people that were next to me turned around and their chair was gone. They, they thankfully got them a chair, but I think people, someone in Milwaukee knows that if you're quick enough, you can get the chair. I was actually surprised because every other front row experience I have done, they have put wristbands on us. Yeah. So to know that you are if you can't leave with a chair unless you have that wristband which is smart um but so i'm, I'm glad that they timed because I'm, I'm standing there and i don't know if i was talking to you about i was talking to somebody you know and i, I felt like this chair like hit me in the back i'm like what the i thought maybe it was a vip guy cutting them off I, this lady was like trying to pull it saying i i want the chair like how rude can you maybe she doesn't know that it's vip but like I'm like, how rude can you be to go up and grab someone's chair? Like, that's clearly not your chair. And I, I had a few. Oh, you were with me. There's a few people that were offering to buy our chairs from us. Yeah. 
Yeah. I heard some lady said she'll give me 50 bucks for my channel. Like, no. Like, these chairs are such great. Now, in the last few tours, I've actually sold a few because I had a, I had a ton of them, you know, from all mm -hmm. the everyone. But oh, I have enough for an entire staff meeting. The, but this is the very first tour that, that they're signed. There's no way I could get rid of that, you know? No, um, no. But, like, people no. were like, I'll give you 50 bucks for it and stuff. And like, nah, uh, 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 uh. Um, but yeah, so anyway, you know, great show, and you know, we all went to ten of us. We went to the bar next door, and uh, just talked about the show a little bit. You know, I always call it the winded down period where we celebrate. Exactly. exactly. And we all get tired, and we're all we all go our separate ways. But yep, I slept was, like a baby last night. <laughs> me too. Well, we we get, we got back to our Airbnb, um, and we couldn't find anything, but we ordered pizza, and so we like ha had some insomnia cookies and uh, pizza. And then I guarantee you after we ate our last bite, we all went our, you know, right, we, we went to our room and then Kevin went to his room and uh, it was, we, we crashed and my alarm went off because I, I had an early flight and we didn't go to bed till maybe one or two in the morning and my alarm went off at five. I'm like, I there was like a part of me that was like, would it be so bad if I missed my flight? <laughs> but, you know, you have to be a responsible adult and you got to go home. Yeah, I know. Adulting is hard. <laughs> and, and, one last Adulting thing. is hard, but being a Bon Jovi fan takes yeah. precedence. Which, so. this, this one I want to end the, the podcast episode with is what people like will make fun of us for how many shows that we do, you know. But one of the great things about being able to do multiple shows on a tour is um, there's more to look forward to. So, like, the, like obviously, Milwaukee was my first one out of the whole tour. I'm, I'm doing a few more. It's bittersweet because you get in that post-conscious depression that it's over because you've looked forward to it for so long. But then you remember, like, I'm going to rally this weekend. So, you know, in two days, I'll be leaving for rally. So, you know, you get in a little funk, but then you remember, oh, hey, I'm seeing them again this weekend. So, you, you know, and then by the time you see them a few times, you know, not them themselves, but just the idea of traveling and, the, you know, you, you kind of get over the whole traveling thing. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously you, want, you want to see them as many times, but um, so, yeah, but uh yeah. yeah no it's so. it's a good thing it's a good thing it's a great yep. fandom you meet yep. great people and they become family they become friends and you just you know it's like it's great we're, we're like a tight-knit community you know we all know you know it, it's great because we're a syndicate know, we're a jersey it, syndicate yeah <laughs> it, we, we all may not talk every day once in a while you know we like different ones you know that i have friends i talk to every single day uh mm -hmm. it, and that they're, they're such close friends. Then there's others that I talk to here and there. And then there's fans that I, I talk to when I see them at a, at a show. Because you, you see the same diehard fans every, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a close knit group, you know, the, the true diehards, you know, go to multiple shows, fan club members, do the runaway trips, you know, it's a, it's a close knit group. Um, so it, it's great just to be with your friends and stuff. You know, it's more than just a show to me now. You know, because of all the friends that we all have, and it, it's you know, like perfect example. Before I wrap up here, it was a few times last night. You know, you and some of my other friends. You know, like when they started playing roller coaster, I'll be there. For, we we all looked at each other and go like, "Oh my god!" You know, and like we're so happy together. We're experiencing it together. You know, and it, it, that's what makes it so special. You know, it is. It, yeah. it it totally is. It totally is. And you know, your life is better for having met the. You know, as much as we love the music, you know, we're not going to we're not going to interact every day with like John and we're not going to interact yeah. with the band. Yep. But like 
I have an entire text group that from Runaway that I, I'd say we text maybe four to five times a week. Yeah. Just because we we just have these common threads, and yeah. you know, it's like we'll see something, or it's like I'll hear a song that I know is one of their favorites, and I'll just send the link, the Spotify link to the to the group, and it's like, you know what, you mean a lot to me. You're you you know, so yeah. that's just one of those things. Yeah, you know, the greatest thing that I'll say, you know, besides the music and the band, the greatest thing about this band is the friends that I've made. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So undeniably. Yeah. Well, Becca, I, I want to uh, thank you again for coming on today. I know, uh, you no know, we this. I, I wanted, you know, I was trying to figure out who I wanted to do. And, you know, we kind of hung out a lot last night. So I figured out we kind of experienced this together, you and me and a few others. But I, I figured you were the perfect person to do it because we oh, did well, most of it together. Me. And uh, it was great. And I'm, I know I'm going to see you somewhere. Oh, are, yeah, are you, somewhere are you doing rally in Nashville? No, no, I'm trying to do Indy in St. Louis. Okay. So, are my next stops. I'll, I'll probably see you uh, <laughs> right. on, on the next tour. Exactly. So, all right, Doug, I'm going to right. stay on for a second. I'm going to end the recording, okay? Okay, perfect. Okay.